Yeah. I, I really don't care what they're called. And they're probably going to change it again, right? Because they're going to want to um, have to, you know, be as far away from the Snyder era as possible, which means probably changing the name again. They could rebrand. They, will, they could completely rebrand it too, though. They could be Washington. What something else is, and that something else could be on the helmet instead. Like they could change the color mm. scheme. They could do whatever they want. Anyway, what about like the Washington Eagles or something? Oh wait, there's an Eagles team already. <laughs> oh, that doesn't work, John. I was thinking, John's like, like, what about the Washington Texans? <laughs> well, like I, I was like, because like I wasn't thinking about other teams. I was like, oh, what's an animal? Because like we haven't talked about animals, and they're like, oh, Eagles. That's ball. like a, it's like a bald eagle, Washington, the United States. Like, and as soon as I said, I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills Mafia. Welcome to another recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and the, your Buffalo Bills dominated the Washington commanders in dc today 37 to 3 we are going to go over this bill's victory today we're going to go over our thoughts on the game some stats of the game our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game some hot takes and as always our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on twitter we also have a weekly podcast giveaway so stay tuned for that but first i'm joined by my co-hosts john and mike john how you doing man Doing excellent. What a great day it is today. Offense looked great. Defense looked great. Uh, almost got the shutout if it wasn't for that cop-out field goal at the end. Um, you know, everybody's talking about the front four of, of Washington. The Bills didn't allow a single sack. Meanwhile, the Bills got nine sacks themselves. Uh, fantastic game all around. Yeah, absolutely. A great victory on your birthday, no less, John. Happy birthday, man. Jeez. Thanks. You must be in an extra good mood, right? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Mike, how's it going, man? Good. You just doxed him, man. You gonna give out his social next? Jeez. <laughs> I'll give out his address. I'll give out his children's names and their social security numbers. Whatever. Uh, it's all right. Sorry, <laughs> John. I don't think I know your mother's maiden name. Everything else, I think I know. <laughs> Could you let us know the first three letters? Is it Mulva? <laughs> <laughs> well, who is it, Dolores? It was Dolores, right? Oh, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey my mother's name was malva don't you say that <laughs> um guys this was a great game this is going to be a fun game to recap but as a kid you're like what what <laughs> <laughs> i think i did we- we'll, we'll explain it to you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh they're real and they're spectacular <laughs> Um, there there was a taint (laughs) there was a taint there was a taint don't give away my uh my sweet sassy molassy play of the game it was a really good looking taint though wasn't it it was fantastic 
I don't know if I've ever seen a bad looking taint though. If I'm really being honest with myself, I don't think I've ever looked at a taint and been like, that's not amazing. But this wasn't one you needed. Like sometimes you need it. Oh yeah. Sometimes this you was just, just extra. Sometimes you're craving a really good taint. Like you're just, <laughs> you're just, you're just on the ground, both knees begging for a good taint. Like, please, please. And this one, we got it. We didn't even want it. We got it. <laughs> so pick sometimes six. you're not that lucky. There's, there's already name for it. Pick six. <laughs> Oh, John. Um, so going into this game, every John mentioned that earlier. He said that the defensive line for the Washington Commanders is one of the best in the league. Uh, that was one of our biggest worries heading into the game. And like John mentioned, not even an issue. The Bills' offensive line held up great. Um, Josh Allen evaded a lot of pressure, made some good plays. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't offensive AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Josh Allen, like he was last week, but still a really good game. Uh, efficient took what the defense gave him, didn't do too much, didn't play hero ball, didn't play, he wasn't sugar high Josh or college football Josh or whatever you want to call him. He was, let's take what the defense gives us. And uh, he did a great job. He let his players do all the work. Stephon Diggs had a great game. Um, let's talk about defense real quick. Um, defense, John mentioned a lot of pressure over there. Uh, Terrell Bernard looked fantastic. Um, I'd like to say that I was the first person on this podcast ever back Terrell Bernard, I wish you guys had also joined in on that. Um, I thought even when they didn't re-sign Tremaine Edmonds, I'm like, it doesn't matter. We got Terrell Bernard, so it doesn't matter. I hope they don't even draft anyone because they don't need it. So, um, John, what were your thoughts on on the game and uh, the Bills' offense, defense, all that stuff? I thought it was all good. Um, talk about talk about your boy Bernard because I was obviously taking your your spotlight just joking yeah i was uh, love terrell bernard ever since ever since the offseason yeah i was thinking of a retort for that but uh yeah i mean obviously came up empty yep exactly (laughs) um yeah i mean obviously we we all had linebacker on our needs somewhere but i felt more comfortable with bernard than most i think um during the offseason um, to potentially take over the starting spot. And, then, you know, you look at the last few games, I mean, he's been doing great. He's been all over the ball, you know, interception, sack, fumble recovery. I mean, it's been great. He made more impact plays today than Edmonds. How, however long Edmonds was here. Like six years. <laughs> but he's still so young. Bernard made more impact plays today than Edmonds, I would say. In his Bills career. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because I thought I was the only person who was like, I was like, Tremaine Edmonds, who after today? Like, this was like, we had, I think we had Tremaine Edmonds for six seasons. Because five, no, four, no, five, five, because of his, the fifth year option. Or maybe they franchise tagged him. I don't freaking remember. Anyway, still, he's still only 23. Uh, so, I mean, like. <laughs> is he even is he even old enough to drink by now? He's been in the league for only seven seasons. It's like. It's like Tremaine Edmonds who after today, because this is what we wanted. Uh, we wanted a game like this from Tremaine Edmonds for the six seasons he was here. Like this is what, like, and I think we got one in six years. And Ter- Terrell Bernard has started three games and we've already gotten one from him, right? Like this is, I would take Terrell Bernard any day, at least at this point, over Tremaine Edmonds. Um, and it's not even close. And John, to, to, to your credit, man, you've been banging the drum for Terrell Bernard. Now, mind you, I will say with the caveat that you had absolutely no evidence for this happening. This <laughs> is why I wasn't also banging on your same drum. It right was like he was throwing a dart at a Bills <laughs> roster. <laughs> no <laughs> evidence. <laughs> 
I mean, Terrell Bernard didn't play middle linebacker in college. He wasn't that good when he had some time last season. People can feel free to to listen to our podcast over the offseason when you guys are saying, no, no, that's going to be Dorian Williams. I was like, oh, no, Dorian Williams seems more like a Milano backup. And then lo and behold, when the season started, he's the backup for Milano and Terrell Bernard starting. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. Maybe you have an in over there or something. He was Terrell Bernard was so good that he uh, he got Christian Kirksey to retire this past week off the practice squad. He's like, dude. He's like, it's not even worth it. I'm just going to retire. <laughs> so uh, it was. I mean, it's it's fantastic to see. It's it's been really it's been really fun to think that the, these two Bill line Bill's linebackers are playing as well as they are. <clears throat> Enough can't be said. I mentioned the offensive line just briefly earlier. Enough can't be said that offensive line or the defensive line for the Commanders is really stout. Um, one of the biggest worries going into this game, and between Sweat, Allen, Payne, and Chase Young, um, just just a foursome just to be reckoned with. And it was just, they barely got any pressure on, on the bills today. And Josh Allen looked great. That was my biggest worry because I know when the bills play against teams with good defensive lines, like the jets or something, they just luckily none of them could take over the game. Like, like the bills defensive line could the bills defensive line. Hold on. I have, I have this stat. They had the, according to next gen stats, the bills pressured quarterback Sam Howell on 27 of 39 dropbacks, which is 69.2%, the second highest nice. pressure rate in a game. Nice, right? <laughs> the only thing it would be better if it was like 69.69%. Um, the second highest pressure rate in a game in the next-gen stats era which is crazy. Seven different players contributed with four or more pressures and defensive tackle at Oliver paved the way with seven pressures. Like that's incredible. Dude. Another thing, you know, we were, we were worried about certain things before the season. Terrell Bernard and middle linebacker was one of them. Not worried about that anymore. The other thing was, or one of the other things was Sean McDermott as the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo bills. And he's holding the team to like an average of only allowing less than 13 points a game in his first three games. Like that's really good. And if it wasn't for some lame field goal at the end of the game, which they, why even go for it? Why not go for a touchdown? I don't know what the point is like, right? Like if, unless you're just trying to get off the field so that nobody else gets injured or something like I get it. It, it looks but, better at the end of the year. Like when they're, you're evaluating your coaches and stuff is like, Oh, they got shut out this game as opposed to they just lost. Right. Like there's, I think that's the reason. True. Dude, that is a that is a veteran move by uh, Ron Rivera. This is not his first time around. If he's making that, dude, Wall of Fame Ron Rivera for knowing that that zero looks so much worse than a three. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's go over. Hurry, Mike. Is there anything that you wanted to add about this game? You know, we're talking about Sam Howell. Sam Howell was like this new up and coming quarterback. I told you guys I watched the the first couple of games, and um, he didn't look great to me. He didn't look like any better than Jimmy. Jimmy uh, Garoppolo to me, he just looked like, and he's younger. This was only his fourth start or fifth start in the NFL and bills and Sean McDermott. They do very well against young quarterbacks and they continue that streak. He had 170 yards passing today, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, just a great game. Um, they held the running back. I thought they would do a little bit better against Brian Robinson Jr. He did have 10 carries for 70 yards, no touchdowns, though. Um, the defense looked good when they needed to. Um, but they got ahead so quickly that they couldn't even use the run game. The, the commanders were stuck trying to have to pass it the entire time. So, All right, let's go over stats of the game real quick. Stats of the game. 
done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Oh, I did. I forgot to mention, this episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago. If you're in the western New York or central New York area, or, geez, if you're in Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Vermont, whatever, whatever uh, state butts up to New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, I don't know, anything else. Uh, if you're in all of these areas, do yourselves a favor. Take a ride down Route 90, the thruway. Get off at Exit 41 in Waterloo and head on over to the Delago Resort and Casino. It's a fun time. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. The sportsbook there is tremendous. The food, the TV screens, it's an inundation of so much content at once, and it's fabulous. Like five minutes feels like, or three hours feels like five minutes there. It's, it's a blast. Um, I always say it's a hop, skip, and a jump off the off the thruway, but it's not even that. It's like literally like a hop. It's right there. It's as soon as you get off the thruway, which is nice too. You don't have to go for like 20 minutes, but um, it's right there. It's a fun time. Um, stats of the game is brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. I did a lot of these stats on the uh, the Bills. Wait, did you did you say five hours feels like three minutes? <laughs> yeah, it feel, it just goes by like that. It's just like all that fun. Just a good time. Dang. <laughs> what what would you be wake better? Wake up and you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the movie click <laughs> yeah would you rather have like five hours feel like 20 24 hours right like just a full day if i'm having an amazing time i want it to drag on and on <laughs> i want it to last like five years i want it to feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah adam sandler and click dude adam sandler is always plays this biggest schleppy can't dress overweight like and then he's got the hottest girlfriend <laughs> wife like just so i can suspend my i can do the suspension of disbelief just not with him <laughs> over it <laughs> what is what is it with him like you said he's not in great shape he's not particularly good looking like what i guess he's funny he's not funny he's not, <laughs> <laughs> well he's not see the the movie it's funny but he himself is not like the funny guy right like yeah mm. Yeah, that's a good what Kate Beckinsale in that movie or something. Like it was he's just like Eva Mendez, just like you know, like like ten out of ten out of ten out of ten over and over. Jennifer Aniston in a recent one, like man, yeah. So I told you that one movie, Providence is like outside Providence or whatever it was. No, that's not the movie. It's the one where Casey Affleck like that tragic movie about like his kids in the house and like how oh, yeah. how every woman that ever met Casey Affleck wanted to sleep with him. And I'm like, listen, like that's the most unbelievable part of this entire story. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I get that, like, you know, it's a sad story and all these other things, these terrible things happen to him. And, you know, he, he's turned to alcohol, you know, he, he, you know, started fights at a bar just to get the crap kicked out of him. Cause he felt so guilty over what happened. But like the fact that every woman alive just walked up to him and is just like, Hey, how you doing? It's like, this is Casey Affleck. This ain't, this ain't Ben Affleck. <laughs> like I could understand if it was Ben and it's just like nothing about Casey. It's like Adam Sandler, except a skinnier version, right? <laughs> like not funny, not funny. Um, not Manchester by the sea, Manchester by the sea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to be depressed and in a bad mood, watch that movie. <laughs> you just uh, want to find a, a wobbly table. So anyway, um, Josh Allen, 20 for 32, 218 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills, James Captain Cook. James Captain Cook, by the way, our friend Ian um, over on Twitter, 
uh, uh, an Australian native uh, lives in the States or Canada. I can't remember. I think it's the States. I believe it's the States. He said, I'm glad you guys call him Captain Cook. I am. We as Australians have to learn a lot about Captain Cook because he founded, I believe, Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember off the top of my head, but like it's like one of those things that's like pounded into them. He's like, so I love that you call it Captain Cook. So this one's for you, Ian. Uh, Mike's best nickname, uh, Captain Cook. Wouldn't it be better if he was an actual captain for the Bills? Oh, yeah, that would be just a matter of time. <laughs> what, He's would, ascending. Wouldn't it be an even better nickname if Mike called it before he became a captain? Like, have we ever had a uh, like a Nostradamus like nickname where like Mike called it? Well, they'll probably have fourteen captains next year, so it's probably going to happen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> at least half the team in the practice squad are captains. <laughs> Josh Allen, the second leading rusher, three rushes for forty six yards, one touchdown. He had that long uh, twenty three yard rush. He looked good today on the ground. Um, slid a couple of times, right? That almost deserves a Wall of Fame mention. Josh Allen sliding. He mentioned in the press conference afterwards that he was uh, he a couple of uh, guys in the team owed him money because he was able to slide today. He probably bet him he couldn't. I like that method. Latavius Murray and Damian Harris both had five carries for 15 yards exactly. Latavius Murray with the one touchdown. Leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs. Eight receptions on 12 targets, 111 yards. Um, if you're following us on Twitter, uh, the over-under on Stefan Diggs was 70 and a half yards. I said go under, uh, or go over rather, 111 yards. I did say Gabe Davis go over 42 and a half yards. He only had one catch. He was the next leading receiver, one catch on four targets for 35 yards, one touchdown. He just needed one more target. Just need to actually catch one more pass, um, and he was almost there. Trent Sherfield next target, and... The Bills ended up actually getting the ball to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different receivers today. So um, spreading the ball around, great. They're going to need that next week against the Dolphins. And those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spires Sportsbook at Delago. Wait, a couple more stats. Sorry, almost missed some. Almost missed some. Epinesa's interception for a touchdown. The taint marks the Bills. First by defensive lineman since Aaron Schobel in 2009 um, against New England. 2009, it had been that long. Epinesa had a good game. It was the first pick six slash taint for a Bills defensive player since Matt Milano did it in week two of 2022. Can you believe that? We, had, we didn't have a taint for almost a, se- almost a full year, almost a full calendar year. Crazy. Terrell Bernard is the first NFL player to record two-plus sacks, an interception, a fumble recovery in a single game since Bears Hall of Famer linebacker Brian Urlacher did it in uh, Brian, excuse me Brian Urlacher did it in 2007. That's just how good. I mean, I don't remember seeing that stat for Tremaine Edmonds. It would have been like last time that someone did it was Tremaine Edmonds, <laughs> and not done. I wonder how he's how he's feeling going to Chicago. He's making a lot of money, man, but team's garbage the team's terrible do you think it was a bigger mistake for tremaine edmonds to go to chicago or eric Bieniemy to lead the chiefs mm. i like the eric Bieniemy. i think he looked good up until today <laughs> up until today he looked uh he was doing a good job um i, I think they tremaine pro- edmonds for sure i think it's both even i i, I think they both made a good decision for themselves like edmonds is gonna take the money right and the Bieniemy is gonna try to do well somewhere else so that he can get a head coaching spot. He's not going to 
you're not get a head coaching spot in Kansas City with Andy Reid there. What do you think, Mike? I think the enemy was in a golden spot with Mahomes and Reid. He was. You don't think he would ever get a shot? He didn't. He kept not getting shots. I think it's a matter of time. I think you're you're anywhere <laughs> if you leave Kansas City anywhere is a step back. I agree with that, but like he had won two Super Bowls with the Chiefs and still not getting gigs, though. I mean, how what else do you have to do to get an opportunity? It's like he had to strike out on his own. I agree. Like, and, and it's unfortunate. But it wasn't like to, striking out on your own would be to become a head coach on a shitty team, whereas he, it was all essentially a lateral move, right? It was. You can say now he's a assistant to the head coach, <laughs> in addition to the offensive coordinator. But eh, I don't. I think. In a universe where he stayed and where he goes to the commanders under with a rookie quarterback and Sam Howell, I think he would get a head coaching gig sooner had he stayed. I understand he hadn't to date, but I would have stayed. Howell's so, second year. But yeah. first year starter? Point is still valid. Oh, uh, yeah. First first year starter. He only started a couple of games last season mm. towards the end. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting point, Mike, because another year doing the same thing with Kansas City is that better than one season now with the Commanders? That's a really good point. I never thought about it like that. He, I just he, thought he, he might have been get under. It was sorry. I mean, he might have just been frustrated, right? Like he's not getting these gigs. He's like, well, you know, I'll show him I can do it with another team, right? But I don't think he can. <laughs> oh, that's... I gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect that though. You gotta respect a guy's ability to say like, "I'm good enough to do that." Whether he is or not, I don't know. But like, it's you gotta respect the oh, totally hubris totally of, like wanting it. to do that. Because how easy is it to just like stay in one spot and be like, "I'm good. I don't have to do anything." Like that, the the Pittsburgh what, defensive coordinator for like the Steelers for like forty years. Never wanted to take a head coaching. I remember. I can't remember that older guy's name. <laughs> I just remember seeing his thing as like Dick LeBeau. Who? Dick LeBeau. Thank you. It's like thirty-eight years with the Steelers. It's like, dude, didn't you want to ever do anything more than just be the like? Nah, I'm good, man. This is all I wanted to do. You know, like old school. Just collect my pension. And I'm gone. Um, but they're not going to beat the Eagles, right? They, they might not beat the Cowboys. They can't beat. I was going to say Cowboys less so, but maybe they can beat the Giants. I don't know, but. It's funny that Arizona. Cardinals, I wouldn't. I, you wouldn't think people would be knocking on his door if if the Commanders are not great. But whatever. Let's go back to the Bills. Yeah. Let's. No. That's a, that's a that's a good point. That's a good question though. Um. In the effort or in this uh, game, Diggs surpassed nine thousand career receiving yards, becoming one of six active players with nine thousand plus receiving yards. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. So this is actually one of the one of those games where the defense had really good stats as well. Um, Terrell Bernard, we mentioned two sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery. Uh, Tredavious White had the interception today. Ed Oliver had one and a half sacks today. Leonard Floyd had two sacks. Greg Rousseau had a sack. Daquan Jones had one and a half sack. He looked great. AJ Epinesa had the sack and the interception. Micah Hyde had the interception. Um, just a tremendous game from the Bills from defensive line to linebacking core to secondary. Just oh, an amazing game. Which is what you would hope from a guy like Sean McDermott to game plan against a team like the Washington Commanders. I almost said the other name. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh. Wouldn't want to make that mistake. <laughs> um, so those, finally, those are stats of the game. Um, let's go into, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we're going to come back to our Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, and some giveaways. Uh 
to our listeners, uh, so stick around. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. This is a fun game to discuss. The Bills going down to D.C. to dominate the Commanders, uh, whether or not being an issue. And uh, yeah, let's go right into the sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game. Sweet, sassy, molassy. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. John, birthday boy, I'll give you the chance to... But dude, how how much better is it? Just think about it. Your birthday wasn't stressful at all today. This game was so easy to watch. The Bills scored first, and they never looked bad. At no point were you like... Maybe when they were up 16 nothing, you're like, man, one more score would be good. I want them to be up for, by more than two scores. But other than that, who cares, right? Yes, it was nice to have a stress-free watch today. <laughs> what... uh? Did you get any cool birthday gifts? Anything Bills related? Actually, I did get tickets to the um, New Year's Eve game against the Patriots. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. Are you going to invite us? Are we going to be able to go with you or what? Are you just just for your birthday? I only, that was, I only was given so many tickets. <laughs> well, I didn't say you had to get tickets. I just invite us. No, you... <laughs> just invite us that we could go with you. Like We should all go together. No, I think for that's sure. I say. Yeah, cool. I'm up yeah. for it. You only got so many. Well, how'd you? How many did you get? <laughs> the one for me, <laughs> <laughs> and the seven others <laughs> that I saw. Don't, don't worry about it, Mike. My better... <laughs> <laughs> to my, you know, it makes me fly into a rage, and someone says, "Don't worry about something." <laughs> <laughs> After I ask them a question, it's like asking your wife or significant other, "Just calm down." Just, just, just... Mike, take it easy. Take Mike's... it easy. Take it Mike, easy. To Mike, yeah. just, Mike, just give it a rest. Nothing, <laughs> nothing makes me see red. Someone's saying, "Calm down." They're there. <laughs> they're there. Well, they're probably telling you to calm down because you're already upset. Mm-hmm. So, uh, somebody knows you well because you, as you always say, you love one o'clock games, and that's one of the three <laughs> remaining crazy. But there's only three remaining 1 p.m. game. Wow. Yeah. Next week at the Dolphins and then both New England, week 7 and 17. That's it? Oh, yeah, because the, the, after the Dolphins game is the Jacksonville game in uh, London. So that's a 930 game. Yeah, so, yeah. that's And then, like, five other primetime games. Jeez. Yeah. And then the playoffs. Interesting. And then the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So, Mike, or John, sorry. John, what's your, what's your sweet, sassy, molassy play of the game, man? There's a lot to pick from because um, there were a lot of good plays, but uh, I d- did really like the Epinesa uh, pick six. Defensive lineman getting it um, just made it that much sweeter. Um, it's great, great effort. Yeah, that's mine too. That taint was spectacular. I haven't seen a good taint like that since week two of 2022 season. Um, just tremendous. You can mute yourself when you have that big of a side, John. You don't have to let the listeners in on that one. I, just I purposely unmuted. <laughs> I I loved it, man. Um, there were some really good plays though, but um, that one um, stood out to me the most. Um, the Bernard fumble recovery uh, that led to the Allen ten yard touchdown run, like that 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 touchdown run was pretty epic too. I think that's a, an honorable mention for me. But before I go into all my all my honorable mentions, Mike, what was yours? For me, it was the the Allen touchdown run because like the Commanders have come back from deep deficits the last couple of games and. Despite the domination, the Bills were kicking field goals, and it was still 16-0, right? Like, you just felt 
like the third, the third quarter, there was no scorers um, by either team. And just that one finally, okay, that's the nail in the coffin. You can rest easy. Yeah, good point. It was 16 to nothing at halftime. The whole third quarter, they didn't score. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that they got that, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was a great run by Allen, too, like untouched in the end zone. You know, what was he? What would you call that? Was he like uh, gliding like a gazelle or, or, or what's that called? Leaping like a gazelle into the end zone and just flip flip the ball into the air it was it was almost like ballet it was it was it was chef's kiss it was beautiful it was let's say a unicorn Ooh, a unicorn okay do you think he meant to <laughs> hit, him, hit himself in the head with a ball when he did that <laughs> i did notice that <laughs> be like you gotta brush that off like everything else everything up until that point was absolutely amazing and cool as hell and that he does that <laughs> yeah that was funny you remember that back in the day remember guys used to spike the ball like I feel like when we were growing up, they spiked the ball like between their legs. Like it was just, like a big thing to like jump up and spike it, right? And then like it felt like half the time it would come back and bounce off their helmet as it bounced into the air. I'm like, nah, that was kind of lame. <laughs> That's kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> that could have been so much cooler if they didn't do that. Um, yeah, I like that one. That was going to be my honorable mention, Mike. Telling the ten yard run, and but for all the reasons that you said, it was even better. Um, no Gettysburgs of the game. Or what, what do we call the the turn turn turning point of the game? Because <laughs> I believe this song is turn turn turn. I don't think it's just turn, right? Correct. I should like I should find some like uh, cover of like the music of that and dub that into the uh, so we don't have to do Gettysburg. It's like the turn turn turning point of the game brought to you by right. Do you like that better, John? Mike, mm-hmm. vote on it now. Do you like that better than the Gettysburg of the game, John? I'm indifferent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm indifferent too. I guess it well, but then if I'm indifferent, then I guess Mike gets it because he's the only one that's for it, right? So okay, all right, Mike. Won. I'll, I'll get some uh, <laughs> some YouTube cover of just the music. It goes do 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 do, and then just play that in the background. That way, I don't have to lose any YouTube rights to it or anything. <laughs> uh, I think you can do like 10, 15 seconds before you get oh, you a can copyright. You? Okay, yeah. gotcha. 14. Unless you're doing like three minutes, like I think <laughs> I do the whole talk. song because <laughs> then we're talking over it too. And we're talk- yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I would do. I would do like it, the background, just be the whole mm-hmm. entire. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can do it. This one, the turn, turn, turning point of the game. There isn't one. Well, <laughs> this, it was it technically was when they kicked off to the Bills at the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was exactly. It was it was them kicking off to the Buffalo Bills. Maybe if they had received, then it would have been different. Ooh, Washington wow. received, right? Like, so, in a, in another dimension, the Commanders win that game by rece- or receiving. Yeah, instead. probably probably not though. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying hard to find like what is that thing in, in Rick and Morty the the finite curve, right? <laughs> Where they try to find because I didn't realize that, dude. I had to read up about like what that all meant. And it comes to turn out like the finite curve is where all like the Ricks are superior in intelligence and their other multiverses, right? So like this is like the the Bills finite curve is everywhere where the Bills are like destroy the commanders. Like we just find out that finite curve and we just ride it. So yeah, I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that necessarily happens. We should somehow come up with a Rick and Morty segment of the podcast. Sure. The Mr. Meeseeks <laughs> The Morty's the Morty's mind blowers. Mike's favorite episode that he said he didn't remember what the hell the name was and he gave me crap for it last week. I don't remember the names of episodes. You told me the episode. <laughs> Reading it <laughs> is different than remembering. Hey, take it easy, Mike. I remember. 
Jeez. <laughs> Tell us not Mike's birthday today. Anyway, <laughs> um, Wall of Fame. Let's go into Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. Let's start off with Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame. Um, John, birthday boy, why don't you go ahead and do that one? Terrell Bernard. I, I know what it's going to be. Of course. Terrell Bernard, your boy. Your boy, Terrell Bernard. Have to. Two sacks, interception, fumble recovery. Um, play- John, now you knew, you knew you liked Terrell Bernard. At this point, would you say, I mean, Mike kind of alluded to it. Do you like him more than Tremaine Edmonds at this point with his limited sample size? It is a very tiny sample size, but it, it looks really good, doesn't it? It looks so good. <laughs> It looks like it almost makes it sound. It almost makes it seem like it was purposeful that they let him go in the off season, knowing that there was still more that they wanted from that position for that amount of money. You know, like I think the Bills would have found money if they could have, because we mentioned that they basically chose Ed Oliver over Tremaine Edmonds. It's the same contract. Seems to be working out, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and Oliver playing well this season too. Um, he doesn't make my wall of fame, but there's an honorable mention. Mike, I'll let you go uh, next with your wall of fame. Yeah, same. Uh, Bernard just reminds you of a second Milano, just like not the physical specimen that, that people are always talking about looking for, but just has the instincts and is always around the he's ball hawk, always around the ball, and just makes plays, man. Not not, and even just like the ball hawking aspect of it was like. Um, He's getting in there on plays to tackling. You know, he's the round the ball. It just feels like so. It feels like an upgrade. Like it, when we went into the season, we're like, it feels like they upgrade a lot of a lot of different positions. It's like the only ones that we didn't upgrade in is middle linebacker on paper. But that doesn't mean that we didn't necessarily. It's just on paper. We don't know. Right. And it turns out that maybe we did. Um, it's going to be a true test next week. He makes my wall of fame, obviously. Um, any honorable mentions? Because I'll give one to the offensive line for for their job today. Um, do you guys have any other wall mentions? Honorable mentions? I think it's t- we've got to start thinking of uh, a nickname for him. Oh, Terrell. Ooh, good point, mm-hmm. Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need that Jeopardy. Saint Bernard. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. I need a double. I feel like um, Doug Marone, didn't he? Wasn't that like associated with Doug Marone? So it's kind of got a little bit of a. St. Doug? Yeah. Why was he called St. Doug again? I can't remember. Was that because he thought he was like holier than thou? I can't <laughs> oh, that's what it was. It was because he thought he was amazing for going nine and seven, right? Like he just thought he was. That's all. I don't okay. remember. Nard dog. Nard dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nard dog. I love it. <laughs> Didn't Andy just. Call or how about. The, okay, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I was no, going to say. That I think Nard- I, I think here's the winner. Boner champ. <laughs> Boner champ. Yeah. That's the other Andy Bernard one. It's the other Andy Bernard nickname that he named himself yeah. the Boner champ. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple for you guys to think about. I like Nard Dog a little bit better. Gonna be honest, I don't <laughs> as much as I love talking about taints, I don't know if I could just call him like there goes the boner champ. <laughs> another <laughs> another spectacular play by the boner champ. <laughs> Do you imagine imagine I like find a way to text Chris Bourbon and be like <laughs> what do you hey, think uh, of this? Swami <laughs> Swami, I got three nicknames for you. <laughs> St. <laughs> Bernard and I could just imagine him like scrolling through his I just give him each one separately scrolling through him 
is just like St. Bernard. Oh, yeah, I like that one. I like that. This was pretty good. The Nard Dog. Oh, yeah, a little, uh, little office reference. I like that one. And the Boner Champ. Uh, Nate. <laughs> don't I love it. <laughs> this is a family take, show. Take this is a family show. Take my number back, 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 back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd appreciate that one. This is a family show. That is what he said when I told him to kick, kick some ass, T Bass. Right, speaking of honorable mentions, Tally Bass had a good game kicking, three for three. One was a fifty-four yarder. Looked good today. Um, so this is the part of the episode where we're going to end it for the Buffalo Rumblings listeners. Um, if you want to follow the rest of our podcast, The Wall of Shame, some hot takes from the listeners and our reactions to those, um, follow us on our own podcast feed. We have one on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your uh, Bill's podcasts. Um, we're on there. Just search Circling the Wagons, just like anything. Uh, we have our own feed. It's growing a lot. Thank you guys so much for for following us there and listening to all of our different episodes there. Um, so for me, John and Mike, Go Bills. This episode is brought to you by the Twinspire Sportsbook at Delago, and we'll talk to you guys over on the new feed. Hello. <laughs> I like to do my own sign-off, man. <laughs> you do do your own sign-off. If they want to hear your amazing sign-off, they got to listen to the new feed, you know? Do-do. John's always got a good one. Mike, sometimes. <laughs> Did I say do-do? All right. Um, so, <laughs> wall of Shame. 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 That's funny. It's funny we saved Wall of Shame for the new podcast feed because I don't have anyone for the Wall of Shame. It was that good of a game. Do you have one, John? Do you have a Wall of Shame? Uh, uh, I just nitpicks. Um, it would have been nice if, you know, they, what do they have, three, or four, three field goals or something? If one of those was a touchdown. They had so many turnovers and everything. You would have thought they would have scored a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I th- like Dorsey, I thought I had a good game, but like, there were a couple of plays in particular. I remember thinking, eh, I don't know about that. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, like the fourth, it was like a fourth and one or two. And like, it like Allen's in the shotgun. Like, I, I don't know about that play. I would have gone for it, but I, I don't know if I would have picked that play. But it's a nitpick, right? I like overall it was good. I keep on reading things that uh, Josh Allen should play more under center than in the shotgun. And I think that that's kind of what you're alluding to is that he has more success when doing so. Um, I don't know the reasoning why. I don't know if that just means that they they know like it's much more easier to diagnose on defense what play he's going to run or whatnot. But um, Dan Orlovsky, I saw mentioned on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of nitpicking. Yeah, I mean, Dorsey, though, overall, I thought he called a pretty good game. Most things considered, like that Josh, I mean, maybe that Dawson Knox drop in the end zone, but it looked like the guy's hand was right in his face, so maybe he didn't see that ball in the end zone. I don't know if that was that was a turnover on downs. Uh, I can't remember. Or if they went for the field goal right after. I think they went for the field goal. I can't remember if it was fourth and goal, but um, yeah. Maybe you can't do that next week against the Dolphins. The Dolphins who scored, who won 70-20 to 20 against the Broncos. Um, John, remember when you bet that game? <laughs> Six and a half Broncos. You're like, I think it, I think the Dolphins win, but I think it'll be a close game. <laughs> yeah. The dumb thing is later on, I put a, a, a small bet on the money line also for Denver. For the Broncos? <laughs> it's like, you oh, were, like, dude, and you're. It was like, it was, you know, the odds and everything, you know, I'm looking at it and it's like, because there were, there were players out for Miami too, right? Waddle and some other guys that were out. I'm like, well, maybe this will be a closer game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> 
That's funny. They, in your defense, <laughs> you put it you put it on the money line. They only lost by fifty. That's not your fault. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, I, mean, I wish. It, I wish. I guess I it doesn't matter if they lose by one or by fifty, right? In, in that case. No, unless you're betting on the game. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're betting with points, but yeah, the money line part of it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many you lose by. Um, what is it? Just three teams in the NFL have scored seventy points or more, or something like that, in NFL history. That's crazy. Something like that, yeah. The I think the most was actually the 1940 championship. The Bears beat Washington seventy-three to zero, and then I think there was like a seventy-two score at some point. In one of the regular seasons, and then like one other score in there, maybe can't remember, but it's pretty close, pretty close to record. <laughs> Mike, do you have a wall of shame on yours for this? I guess I would say nine sacks and zero fumbles from Howell. Like other teams, why aren't the Bills like punching that ball? Like somebody stand him up, and the other guy give him an elbow, throw a cross, a hook, whatever. Like. I don't love the I'll bear hug him from the back. I want to see a violent punch across the body. I'd l- like nine sacks and no fumbles. That boggles my mind. Um, it seems like sometimes the Bills like stress, like chasing guys down from behind and they punch the ball out, but they haven't been doing it lately. You know, they were doing that on in the defensive secondary, the Bills were. Yeah. But like, oh, you're right. On the defensive line, they weren't doing that. It's funny. My bet- Maybe Vaughn is like, like Vaughn Miller, like, does it maybe and they talk oh he's teaching him everything he knows i think he's holding something back for himself <laughs> was that like he's keeping trade secrets right like you won't you mm-hmm. can't give away everything right like at his pass no. rush academy if he gave away everything you know they'd all be the same they'd all be, yeah. yeah they'd all be as good as von miller maybe if they're physically more physically gifted they're, they're taller or something right yeah you give them like 60 percent of it <laughs> they'll figure out the rest um yeah, I would that, say as we're watching the game, did you notice like Jimmy Jimmy Graham's name on the bottom constantly? No, because like he must have had a quick score or something for the Saints. And I feel like when I'm seeing those players, I'm like, who is it? Like 99 of the time, I feel like when I think about a player, I'm like, wait, he's gone and he's been retired like ten years. Like in my mind, like the Chargers, Ladainian Tomlinson is still on the Chargers, right? Because he's just such a staple. Yeah, yeah. And like Jimmy Graham is the only guy where I'm like, he's still around. Like he's still freaking. Is there. he still around? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought like you just saw someone that also had like Jay Graham or something. It's like another player just happened. He's the only dude where I'm like, wow, wow. <laughs> in your defense, though, he's been insignificant for like a long time. While in the league, right, like six, 10, 10, 11, years. twelve years. <laughs> I guess. Like he was amazing for like four or five of those, and then as soon as he left, mm-hmm. he just hasn't done anything. Yeah. Now oh, that's funny. I did not know he was back with the Saints. Interesting. And then the only other thing, Taylor Swift, man. I think she. If I hate doing predictions, I feel like she's using Kelsey to get to Josh. <laughs> to get to Josh. Yeah. How does that connection go? Just like. Just you got to worm your way into the NFL. Oh yeah, First. yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, wouldn't that KC be... plays Buffalo, dude? That's right. All of a sudden, he goes into that box. He she makes good friends with Haley Steinfeld. All of a sudden, they meet after the game just for a quick dinner. Mm-hmm. They look across the table. They catch eyes. Mm-hmm. They both look down, embarrassed, but knowing that there's something more. <laughs> you know, I knew you would know. Yeah, yeah. I've been there, <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> or or we would always be the Travis Kelsey in this scenario though. <laughs> yeah. 
is my is my girlfriend looking at someone else? Nah. <laughs> I'm just gonna continue pretending that she's not. So anyway, someone someone wealthier and better. So, looking. Someone wealthier, better looking, more uh, more personality. I'm driving the ride home. Like, oh, she's awfully quiet on the ride home. I wonder why. <laughs> Staring out the window pensively. Pensively. <laughs> thinking about what could be. <laughs> so do you want to grab pizza or something? <laughs> you wanna go get wanna go watch a movie or just... Oh, why don't we invite uh Haley and Josh? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, we better get that ring before, before yeah, so, that happens. So dude, so that's kind of like on a similar note, I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine lives in Buffalo. Um, his brother-in-law, who he's really good friends with, so his like wife's sister's husband, um, he met this guy at like a, a a swimming swimming meet or something, like swimming practice for like it like the rec center or something like that, right? Like just general practice or taekwondo, who knows? It was just like one of those things. And this guy was new in town and he was either engaged Wait. or is it swimming or taekwondo? That's the only thing I was confused about. I don't know. I don't know. It was like an oh, extracurricular activity. Event. Yeah, some okay. event where like he met him through like their kids were both playing the same thing or something, right? Oh, okay. And he's just like, oh, he's new in town. Oh, he seems like a cool guy. Like, uh, you know, I just met him like Jeff or something. Like, oh, Jeff, you know, hey, how's it going? Oh, you want to come back to my house? Like meet the family? Like, oh, he seems like a cool guy. Doesn't Jeff just like move in on his family? And after that, like his wife leaves him for Jeff and uh, – yeah, it's they're still together, Jeff and the, his ex-wife now. So if I have one piece of advice for any of the listeners, do not bring over some random guy. Do not bring over any guys. Do not bring over your best friends <laughs> to like meet your wife or whatever. Or not maybe not your best friends, but you know what I mean. Like, there's no benefit to this. Like the like he's trying to be a nice guy, and then it ends up. You know, you sure the guy wasn't trying to get with him? It just seems weird. Like, hey, we're we're. Rinsing off in the showers after swimming. Well, no, 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 no. His, their kids were swimming. <laughs> Why don't you come over to my house? <laughs> we'll finish it up there. Finish the night. Finish there. it up there. He was trying for the. He was, okay, gotcha. That was his motive. He was trying for the the three. Yeah, yeah. Then he just got squeezed out of the threesome. <laughs> just it happened. Just not with him. Yeah, I. He flew too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why we save this content for our own podcast feed. Do you ever, I told you guys like I was my first job out of college, I was working at a place where my boss was a swinger, like a proven swinger, right? Did I tell you guys this? Like how did you know? Because everyone talked about it. Because he came and admitted it. Because we had the I was working in a place that was a manufacturing plant and they had the biggest mouths. Everyone had the biggest mouth of of like ever it was like a high school it was like gossiping in high school right so this one but wouldn't you wouldn't did you feel like insulted that you weren't propositioned i feel like i kind of was a, so here's so this is why it's funny okay i kind of was no so um mm-hmm. yeah let me let me let me get okay so this was the guy that i told you on my first interview ever out of college one of my first interviews ever in general the guy the soup guy the soup guy, the soup guy. <laughs> The soup guy. So, John, I don't know if I told you this story, but uh, Mike knows bits and pieces of it. So I, I go to this place uh, for for lunch interview. I'd never done – hardly done an interview, never done a lunch interview. Um, and he's like, oh. And um, from lunch, you go to the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and from the swimming pool to the showers and the showers to the hot tub. Yeah, now I know. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, you know, we're going to uh, – oh, the uh, the seafood – the clam chowder here is really good. We'll take two bowls of that. 
And like, I, at the time I hated seafood. Like it was like the only food I didn't eat basically for the most part. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to do it. Like, just go along with it. Nate, you need this job. You need a job, do whatever it takes. Even if it means like swallowing down some, uh, some uh, under the water bug meat, right? Like we'll figure a, figure out a way. Uh, so I do that, and he asked me at the interview. He says, uh, "Oh, you know, where do you live now?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I live downtown." This and that. He's like, "Oh, with a with a girlfriend or something like that." I'm like, "No, you know, I'm single right now." He's like, "Oh, but you but you like girls, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, then why don't you have a girlfriend?" I'm like, "I just." It's just, I'm just single right now. I just haven't met anyone. And it felt really awkward. But then I'm like, oh, maybe this is what happens at interviews, right? Like they just, you know, they just go into your personal life. Now realizing now, if that had happened now, I'd just sue him and then just be retired. Now. Oh, you would own the company. <laughs> I'd own the company. Exactly. I'd be living the American dream. We always talk about the American dream. Like the American dream is doing nothing. <laughs> That's the, the American dream used to be like a house, kids, you know, a wife, two car, two cars, a home, like whatever. Like, no, no. The American dream is suing the hell out of someone and just not having to work anymore. Um, so anyway, so I get the job. And what's funny is like I had lunch with a, a girl that we went to high school with. I was kind of interested in, but hadn't really made a move. So we were going out to lunch. He's like, he sees me later. He's like, oh, Chuck, Chuck saw you and uh, you out with this like really cute girl. Like, is this like a girlfriend of yours? I'm like, no. I'm like, no, like we're just talking right now. He's like. Oh, but you like girls, right? He asked me again, like the son of a bitch. Like, that's why he was asking me. He's propositioning. He's like, dude, we need to get this swinging going, and I need you to step up your game. You're taking way too long for me and my wife to find you guys as partners. So, like, this is the guy said she was cute. Like, make a move so I can have her over. <laughs> like, basically, like from that standpoint. And what happened was this guy, he uh he comes in one day. And he's just like to one of the VPs of the company who had a big mouth. He's just like, you know, Jeff. I always use Jeff. He's like, the guy's, the guy's like, Jeff, I got to talk to you. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> the, the universe of names is infinite, <laughs> essentially. And you've, we've already chosen the name Jeff for the boss, for the hiring manager. Oh, yeah. That was the, did I? Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm so bad with names. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey? No, no. Just oh. Jeff with a G? <laughs> Okay. Um, no, like uh, Chris. Okay, let's say he's Chris because I can't remember his real name. Chris. He's like Chris. I, you know, I got to talk to you about something. He's like, Hey, what's up? I feel up? like their names were Jeff and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you their real names. They'll never listen to the podcast. Um, nah, just in <laughs> case. <laughs> just in case. Uh, so, so he goes, Chris. He's like, Wait, to a rhymes with. To a rhymes with. <laughs> his name, the real, the guy who, who's he and his wife were swingers was. Uh, it rhymes with F. <laughs> um, Giel, uh, meal, peel, deal. <laughs> it's another word. Anyway, um, not a common name. Not a common name. Think. Um, Feel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dolores? <laughs> that would be ironic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, feel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so feel goes to Chris. <laughs> And he says, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he says, the, <laughs> the names are better than the story itself. So it's like, it's not even his fault. If his name is feel. feel <laughs> 
He's just fulfilling his destiny. <laughs> so he says, Chris, like, you know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. And he's like, okay. And mind you, like Chris and feel are not good friends. Like they just, they just happen to work together. Cause this guy has no like loyalty. Cause he told everyone after this story, Wait, who's um, Chris, so again? Chris is like, Chris is the guy who's not a swinger. Feel is my boss who is a swinger. Okay. Okay. So he's like, okay, so our next, so we're swingers. Like, just get that out of the air. Like, just, just to like hit you with that. Boom. Now, you know, we're swingers. My wife and I are swingers. Okay. So we decide to have a session with my next door neighbors. And uh, there's a, there's a famous phrase, right? Like, you don't shit where you eat, (laughs) right? Like, like Mm -hmm. you don't date someone you work with, right? You probably shouldn't bang your next door neighbor, right? Like there's something that goes with it. So he's like, so we do it. And all of a sudden I'm working out in the front yard like today. And as I'm doing some yard work in the front yard, uh, next door neighbor guy comes over and he's like, Hey, I have to talk to you. I'm like, okay. He's like, you know, that session we had, you know, a while back. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm in love with your wife. <laughs> he's like, okay. He's like, and she's in love with me. So yeah. <laughs> so, so he basically through this sort of lifestyle, ended up not with his wife anymore so and then like he tried to like date you know the other guy's wife like that's just you know you're just doing that because you feel like you have to but Mm -hmm. but there were signs that i could tell besides the guy always questioning me if i was dating someone and wanting me to wanting me so bad he wanted me to date someone more than my parents wanted me to date someone right like the guy was totally the other thing was his wife was super friendly at the company party (laughs) like like overly friendly like flirting almost right like oh hi you know maybe like a hand on the arm sort of thing like which you know mm-hmm. who does that <laughs> this again my first job thinking like oh this is people are just friendly right like they're just you know she's probably hoping that i brought a girl with me to this company party instead i brought like my parents right like it was like a cookout outside but anyway <laughs> anyway so uh how the hell did we get onto swingers i forget but we we're talking about the wall of shame well <laughs> wait what happened to jeff Jeff, which one was Jeff again? <laughs> was he the Jeff one? Became feel. Oh. And then it was Chris. But Chris seemed superfluous to the whole story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeff was. And Chris is the one that is shared. Like, why did Feel tell Chris all this? Just because he was. Just because he had to talk to someone. He just had to commiserate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the chowder after you tried it? No. Now I like chowder, though. I'll be honest. I like chowder now. It just took a while. Your taste buds change every seven years. I just was like 22, and they weren't changed at that point. Is that true? Taste buds changing every seven years? I think so. Because I, I, no, I have to Google. My likes and dislikes have remained the same like my entire life, I feel like. Well, I think they can't. Maybe the thing is they can change. Every if you're not super, super close-minded. <laughs> what are you trying to say? We were able to verify the answer to taste buds don't change every seven years. They change every two weeks. Whoa. Because each person is born with approximately 10,000 taste buds that are replaced every two weeks or so. But over that time, these taste cells aren't replaced and their numbers start to decrease. So all the flavors that were too intense when you were a child are actually more palatable when you get older. Oh, we should keep that in mind with our kids because at first I'm like, that's not that bad. Stop it. I'm just like, well, they're it's well, like. How true is that though? Because then like. You'll see them eating a lemon raw or something, and it's like, well, that seems like a little intense. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating a ghost pepper, and they're just like, this is fine. You're just like, wow. Or like, like a whoa. raw Brussels sprout <laughs> yeah, or something, you're right. and it's like, well, how, how do you like that? It's not even cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's a good point. That's kids, man. That's funny. 
Um, sometimes I think that's why, like, when you get older, you like spicier things more. Maybe it's because your taste buds are all burned out and you just need something to make you feel like you can taste again. You know, it's like the only way I can taste anything. It's the only way I can feel feelings. It's if I add some Tabasco to this broccoli. Um, Neil. (laughs) Yes, it was Neil. Good job. (laughs) Well done. Did you go through all the letters just now on that piece of paper? Yeah, Yeah, I did. (laughs) You're like A, no, B, Beal, C, Keel. Wow. Well done. Well, that just outed him. (laughs) But yeah, Neil. Neil. uh, What's his last name? It's funny. He got fired very soon after. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice try, John. He got fired very soon after. And it was one of those things where, like, he hired me and nobody at the plant liked him. So it was one of those awkward things where it was like, the only thing, they didn't really know me because I'd only been there for like eight months, right? So they're like, well, we didn't like Neil. He's gone, thank God. Ooh, who did he hire, this kid? Like, I don't really know. So I'd, I felt like I had to prove myself at that time to, like, show, no, I'm not like that guy. Like, I'm cool, right? Like, they all hated him because he, he wouldn't shut up. But also, you know, like, yeah. So did you want to hear about Jeff? John, when you asked about Jeff, did you mean that guy who, like, he was his kid was swimming with this other guy's kid and then they met up and came over? There were a lot of names thrown around in your stories and I just got a little, a little confused. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, So any hot takes after this Bills game? Um, I'll read a few for you guys. I think we'll end on that in the giveaway. Um, hot takes... Stu McAllister writes, we need to work on special teams. They didn't block that field to prevent the shutdown. The field goal? They didn't block that field goal to prevent the shutdown. Weak. Hall of Shame nomination. <laughs> Richard W. Griswold writes, Miami dropped a 70-burger on the Broncos. Good time for the defense to wake up. Yeah. yeah the defense is going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine this defense when Von Miller comes back? Whew. David writes, Bills fans wasted too much of their offseason worrying about middle linebacker. I was not one of those fans. Yeah, neither was uh, neither was John. See you in London, hashtag Bills Mafia, at Saxa Dave. Dave came on our uh, Twitter Spaces episode. If you haven't checked that out, that's only available our, on our podcast feed. Um, I post that after every game when we actually do one, uh, which isn't every week. But when we do one, I post it on right after for the post-game call-in show. It's like 4.30, you basically get a new podcast. Um, I'm, he says Super Bowl champs. That's his hot take. Super Bowl champs. Um, I'm the best goddamn bird lawyer in the world says the gimmick plays Dorsey draws up are absolute ass. <laughs> Say what you will about Dable. The dude could run, uh, uh, a gimmick play, man. Who's good at that? Save and close rights. Dorsey ran it up the middle. I think four times on second and 10 and fourth and one. And he passes, with a six foot five horse at quarterback. Still some puzzling choices, but overall, okay, I guess. Yeah. I think we kind of alluded to that. Some some weird plays um by the by the offensive coordinator, but still overall a good game. Dom Hall O'Neill writes, everyone owes Bean an apology over the linebacker situation. Hey man, if we all if we owe Bean an apology, I'll be the first one to apologize. Matthew David wrote only two offensive touchdowns concerning it must he must not have seen the third touchdown. Um, the big dumb QB haver says Bills have the best defense in the in the NFL. Um, wow, that is a, that is a hot take. I'm not sure about that. I haven't seen enough of the rest of the NFL, but um, again, like what under 13 points a game? That's pretty damn good. Brian Old O'Nolan. Now this is this is a hot take. The Trent Sherfield era has officially begun because <laughs> he got his first target third game in. Yeah, that is a hot take. <laughs> 
the first target and first catch. This is an interesting one. Kevin.wise4960 writes, Benford is still a liability at corner. Yeah, there was there was that one huge catch. I think it was like a 37-yard catch over Chris, Christian Benford. Let's see. It was in the first quarter, the Curtis Samuel 37-yard catch over uh, Benford. Now, it didn't end up mattering, but the game was only 10 nothing at that point, so it could have been. Could have been very important. I think that might have might have been that drive where the Bills had a big stop on fourth and goal, so it didn't end up mattering. That was a good play, by the way, that fourth and goal stop. Bills Mafia writes at Bills 0327. Offense still a concern. After Diggs, everything looks hard. That's interesting. Everything looks hard after Diggs. That's that's so that's that's a valid take almost, right? Like the, we talked about middle linebacker offensive line as being some of the biggest needs over the offseason, but our number one, I think, was more weapons for the offense for Josh Allen. And they brought some guys in, but, you know, it's still early. Um, Kincaid's just a rookie, so we're not expecting the world the first year from him. But we have Hardy and Sherfield and, you know, Diggs had eight targets for 100-plus yards, and then everybody else had one or two catches. They did spread the ball yeah. around, like you said, which is good, too. But there's no, you know, it's, it's something to keep an eye on, right? There's no clear number two still to this point. We thought it might be Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis hasn't really broke out yet. Um, we thought it might be Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, what, he had like two receptions for like three yards today. Like that's not a that's not utilizing him or him having a breakout. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's an interesting. Bills Bills Mafia at Bills 30327. Interesting take. Can't necessarily disagree with that. You find a team, if the Washington Commanders had shut down Stephon Diggs, do the Bills still win by 30? Do they still even win by two scores? Buffalo John writes, the NFL should be terrified that the Bills D is this good without Von Miller. Absolutely. Tox Rymo says the Bills are winning next week. That is a good hot take. I'm interested to see what the line is. What do you guys think the line is? Before we look at it. I already looked the at it. The line on the... Oh, you did? Okay. Mike, what do you think it is? Because John knows what it is. What do you think it is? If you had a guess, it's in the Bills. Bills and the Dolphins in Buffalo. Bills by three. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to say they give the Dolphins a little bit. I'm going to go two and a half. I feel like they give the Dolphins a little bit more of a heads up, especially after that 70 to 20 win. John, what is it? Nate is correct. Two and a half? Yeah. Of course. I think it was three when I checked a couple of days ago. So, I mean. They already had that line up for. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Dude, let's bet the rest of the games the rest of the season. <laughs> let's, just, let's just do it all in one podcast. Um, here's a good one. Jay, Bernard is better than Edmonds. That one had the most likes of all the of all the hot takes. And then somebody said Shane Ogletree right, that's not a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a hot take. Jesse says J- Gabe Davis isn't good enough. <laughs> Dude, he's looking for that huge contract. I don't know if he gets it just yet. Uh, Bills might be able to bring him back on a cheap contract as of now. Yeah, I don't, last week. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I I, I always had it in my head that we weren't going to be able to get him back next year whether he did good or bad. Um, yeah, just because of the money thing, but I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? And then Brett Smart said, "Okay, this is a good one to end it with." Brett Smart says Bernard had a, had as many splash plays in three weeks as Edmonds had his last three seasons. <laughs> I love that hot take. Kind of goes along with what we were saying. Um, thank you guys all for joining in on this. Uh, we didn't get to Wall of Shame, Wall of Fame from the listeners, but um, I think with this one, it was it was. It was a pretty easy one. So maybe we'll just do more hot takes on our podcast network just to, or our podcast feed just to kind of thin it out. I mean, we've already been talking for over an hour at this point. So let's do that. Um, let's do two quick giveaways. 
Hold on, I'm going to see if there's any new. Uh, all right, I've got a couple of new uh, new reviews. One from. Um, thank you guys all for leaving a review, by the way. Um, if you want to be part of this uh, giveaway each week, just uh, just leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or on any other podcast service. Just take a screenshot of you leaving a five star review, and then just message us either through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then also um, uh, we'll get you on the list for giveaways. Oh, we're going to do two giveaways tonight. Uh, but this one is from High Speed Low Drag, and they write, huge fan of this podcast. Nate, John, and Mike are awesome. Listening to this pod feels like just hanging out with your friends and talking about your favorite team. Being stuck in central Illinois, this show is a true blessing for someone like me and my son. Also, geez, make sure you don't let your son listen to that part about the swingers. Jeez. I always put the explicit tag on it, just so you know. But yeah, hopefully, maybe your son's like 17, though, so it's all good. Um, tell him to never invite over a, a stranger to his house. <laughs> Who knows? Um, also, check out their social media feeds, hilarious posts, and great info on Instagram and X, uh, Twitter. Go Bills. Thank you for drawing that in, man. High speed, low drag is in we're going to do two giveaways this week so um keep the keep the ratings coming in it helps us find a few more people but uh yeah let's go from there so first winner is joel loves bills that's joel loves bills and the second winner is philly science guy philly science guy so those are the two winners um next week we're going to do a bills hoodie uh from our T public store. So these shirts, so we're giving away two shirts this week to Philly science guy and Joel loves bills. Um, those are at our T public store. So if you want to check out our T public store, we have like, I think it's the 256 designs now at this point. Um, so if just check out the link in the, uh, in the show notes uh, for that one, just click on that and it'll bring you right to our store. Um, so check that out. Uh, so this has been a blast. Thank you guys all so much for listening, um, being a part of the show. Um, anything else that John or Mike, want to bring up before we end this one i'm good okay all right just you just have to give me the nods and i'll just know i'll just know i know john gave it to me mike kind of was looking curious me curiously like maybe i have something maybe i was thinking of something um so this has been a lot of fun happy birthday again to john um thank you guys all for joining us signing off for the birthday boy squish the fish and for mike go bills and for me, Nate, go Bills. Huge, huge, huge game for the division next week against the Dolphins. And we'll talk to you guys after that one. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>